on my gravestone it will say he watched more <laughs> kickboxer than the people that made kickboxer i don't want my cheese puffs to get moldy and, and old and stay <laughs> oh i've moved on to my, my little gummy snacks now uh, i'm glad my concept has grasped so <laughs> the hair is long and curly in this movie along with some good special effects i might add Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that if it was a movie would be the ultimate subgenre, a Pixar anime kung fu Nazi nunsploitation cannibal film with a heartfelt ending. I'm Eric Marner. I'm Eugene Weaver. I'm Jeff Hicks. And we are going to have a fun episode tonight, I can just tell. It's been one of yeah. those days and it's like, just, just, just start pouring them and let's start talking about some friggin' movies. Uh, yep. We're going to do the roulette. <laughs> Uh, we got a director spotlight and some recently watched. That is the huge plan for this evening. Um, okay, and I just remembered I forgot to make a note of something, which is awkward, but we're going to deal with it. Uh, <laughs> Jess, you had pole position last episode, so going in the order of alpha, the alphabet, uh, I will take the pole position this time. Uh, so, last episode's roulette was The Brainiac, up against Super, up against Mavea Sang? Is Mouva that how you say that? Sang. Mouva Sang? Okay. It's, as far as I know, it's Mouva, but Mouva. I, I'm not at French at all, so yep. I, I don't know. <laughs> it sounds terrifically fancy. Yes, it does. <laughs> but we will get to that in due time, but I will go first with The Brainiac. Um, now, this was uh, old black and white... Uh, reader film, <laughs> as I've come to call them, um, and it's Spain-ish, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the Spain Spanish, Spanish uh, which was good. It was very entertaining. I'm, I'm going to give this one a thumbs up. Um, I think you should check it out. I think both of you guys would appreciate it, especially like I. Again, I'm still learning uh, what you're into, Jess, but uh, Eugene, you would like it in that old. Uh, Black Sunday, Black whatever the that guy's Mario, Mario Bava. Bava. There you go, uh, like an yeah. old Mario Bava classic kind of horror film. Um, some of the motivations of the guy feel a little misguided to me. Uh, it's, it's set starts off set in like 1660, and this guy is being tried as a witch, and uh, the, the <laughs> I'm totally drawing a blank. Hold on a sec. We'll fix this. <laughs> there we go. Down. Yep. Ah, now the show has begun. Um, yes. <laughs> nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Yes, the Spanish Inquisition grabs this guy, and he's a witch, and he uh, uses his magic to see all their faces under their hoods and says, I'm going to wipe out all of your bloodlines in 300 years when I return. And so he comes back in the swing in 1960s and, for some reason, has this giant, crazy demon head that's like paper mache with a big floppy tongue that comes out of it and <laughs> when he approaches a victim the tongue that is forked flops around and then will touch the back of their neck and when the bodies are found all their brains have been sucked out through the back of their neck holes i guess and then he keeps those brains and eats them occasionally when he's in human form but he's just going around trying to wipe out all the descendants of these people and it goes from there kind of as you would expect it to go um uh, but it was still enjoyable and it was quick, uh, and it looked great on Netflix. So give that, yeah. give that one a shot. Uh, next up would be Eugene with Super. Okay. Uh, had Super directed by James Gunn, starring Rain Wilson and Ellen Page, uh, Liv Tyler, Kevin Bacon is in it, 
Michael Rooker, uh, let's see who else here. Uh, Nathan Fillion was in it as well. Um, and I gotta say, I liked it. It's probably of the James Gunn movies, which he doesn't have many. It was probably my least, uh, but it's still a, uh, a good movie. You know, my biggest gripe about the movie, and then real quick here, um, basically it's about a uh, disgruntled uh, guy uh, that uh, his wife uh, his wife falls under the influence of a drug dealer, and so then he turns into a super super hero and this whole movie it felt like uh i hate to say a ripoff of uh kick ass but that's kind of what it felt like and just not as good and a little bit more low budget and it was the movie itself was at its best when um it was being hyper super violent uh and and alan page's character she is it just infatuated with uh with Rain Wilson's character. And so the first half of the movie I really, really liked. And then they get, it gets almost too dark for its own good for me. I think just because of what came before it, it was more of a comedy. And then it, like a violent comedy that turns into this very odd, dark type thing towards the end. And it was worth one watch. Uh, but it, mm, does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. If, are you gonna? You're not buying it. Um, I, I would. It was definitely, definitely worth one watch. Easily one watch, but I probably won't watch that one again. Okay. I'm not a big fan of when things take a dramatic tonal shift, especially like at the end when it's just like this has been this this kind of movie for this long, and now all of a sudden, boom, we're in a different. Yeah. Change yeah. the way you, you felt about everything that's happened beforehand. And that's that's kind of what happened here. Is I was I was actually really on board with it. I'm like this this is a good movie, um, and then um, yeah, then all of a sudden it was just whoa what oh man that's a downer and I don't want to give anything away so I'm just gonna be you know very very vague. Uh, with the tonal shift though, the, it kind of depends on which tones we're talking about because I love it when a movie kind of almost flips genres unexpected unexpectedly. Like uh, from, du- from, from dusk till dawn. dawn is a big one, but I love that. I, at first, yeah. it's always kind of like, "Wait, what?" All this, you know, huh? And that, but I, I still enjoy that. But if you're talking like what I assume with Super, where it's it's probably going from comedy to now we're serious and it's a drama or sad or something, that kind of thing. Yep. Nah, that I don't. You don't. That doesn't usually float with me. Yeah. Uh, so, but but I, I and I hate to give it a thumbs down because it, it is a good movie. Uh, it's just that. That so many movies in the last act they just they just completely screw the pooch and it's like ah oh, man this was you had a good thing going here and you just botched the ending and that that's just me they went way too dramatic heartfelt for me for the the way the rest of the movie felt I got you so okay Navea uh, Sang Jess please yes um so Muva Sang or I I don't even know <laughs> 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 all right so I. We we discussed Eric and I on the podcast last time around that you were not um, a huge fan of the French kind of futuristic film genre. Well, I get when it comes to French films, I I do get pickier, right? Just because there's so many that I've watched that are just so dry and droll. <laughs> and I will tell you that you this is not a movie for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dokie. This was not made for Eric Marner. 
Um, <laughs> and I'm not, okay. So we'll just start with the plot. Essentially, what this is supposed to be about is that this is supposed to be in a in a world where um, having sex outside of being in love automatically basically gives you an AIDS-like disease. Um, and what it is is this kid is enlisted by these two kind of mafioso men. Um, his father just killed himself. They had been out of touch for a while. He's enlisted to steal the uh, kind of cure that uh, an American woman is working on for this epidemic that's going on. Hmm. And that's about all you get for that because actually what the rest of the movie is is him and this other girl kind of are they in love are they not in love and it, it's all very it's edited strange it's filmed strange like there are extended parts where it kind of seems like you're blinking for like like you notice like the film blinks like you would close your eyes for a few minutes and then open them back up and the scene is still going on it just there was some weird cut and there's also, I sent you guys a picture. There's a weird, yes, yes. a weird kind of uh, shirtless, unintentionally hilarious shirtless scenes. Because what's happening is it's evidently very, very hot. Because Haley's comment is passing over, so all the men are walking around without their shirts on. But it's like these two older men and this younger kid, and it, for no reason, really, they're just sitting around shirtless, and it's hilarious because the way the movie is cut it just will be like okay you're watching one scene and then the next thing they're just at a table sitting around shirtless and nobody's saying anything i will say hmm, this that sounds, this it sounds like a, a a french movie yes yes exactly <laughs> there's a lot of smoking a lot like i a almost got cancer watching it <laughs> Haley's Comet, Bible AIDS, I got it. Um, I'm not going to say that this isn't a good movie. I'm going to say that I felt a little, I felt my, my American blood a little too much when I was watching this movie, and that I don't think I'm well-versed enough in French cinema to appreciate everything that was going on in it, the styles and the subject and everything. Um, so I can't say that this was not a good movie. I will definitely say that I'm probably not going to watch it again, at least not anytime soon. Um, maybe I'll educate myself further on French film, and maybe I'll revisit it and appreciate it more. I, uh, I do want to mention that Julie Delpy is in it, which is probably the only name that anybody would recognize. And she's in it yeah. for maybe 20 minutes sporadically. Like, she's in it at the beginning, she's kind of in it in the middle, and then she's in it at the end. Um so I guess I can give it a pass, because, but I, 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 I don't know, because it's, not, it's just not something that was for me, but it's not necessarily a bad movie. And there was one scene that I did really like that was some weird interpretive dance to David Bowie's Modern Love, <laughs> for whatever reason. But oh, he's just this... running through the street and, like, punching himself in the stomach and jumping around, and I... I don't know. It just sounds like you got a healthy <laughs> dose of French cinema. It's not that you're dumb and don't get it. You're, you're like, I'm not educated. No, no, they're, they're, this is the norm. They yeah. just do weird <laughs> shit like this. <laughs> I'm just not familiar enough with it. Okay. Well, occasionally it does work. It just, a yeah. lot of times it, it's this exact reaction that you're having. Where, mm -hmm. That's what I have, where it's like, what? Come on. Oh, it's supposed to 
it's a metaphor for the human condition. Exactly. That's why he was <laughs> like it's obvi- rocking, yeah, it's down obviously the road, an, punching himself. Mm-hmm. It's obviously like an allegory for AIDS, and it came out in 1986, which is the same year that David Cronenberg's Fly came out, which is also you know an allegory yeah. for AIDS. Um, but one that I enjoyed much more than the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I understand. It's. I always like when we can have these kind of discussions and uh, you can come away from a film that you... I'm not saying this is your review. I'm just saying you can come away from a film that you can even hate and go, you know what, I'll give it a pass because all the technical merits are there. It's you know, just not my cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, that's what separates us from uh, most other movie podcasts because they're just like, I hated it, therefore it sucks. And it's horrible. Uh, okay. We're going to do this kind of like in three rounds, I think. First we did the reviews, then I'm going to pitch my movies, and then we'll make the picks, okay? How's that sound? Good? Sounds good. Okay. Uh, First up, I threw out there for the next round, Black Coal Thin Ice. And this is an Asian film of some variety. Uh, A police officer looking into a series of suspicious murders discovers that each victim was romantically linked to the same woman. Uh, incredibly cool cover on Netflix, and if you actually go to the screenshot, it's another incredibly beautiful uh, still from the movie. So it was like, and you know, for an Asian film, 109 minutes detective story, that's pretty short. So uh, that's on the list. And next up was Wetlands, which has been on the roulette before, and I can't wait to watch it, but I think one of you guys would enjoy it as well. Antisocial teen Helen's only interest in other people is reuniting uh, her divorced parents, and a freak shaving accident may hold the answer. And if you watch the trailer, this is an incredibly uh, sexual fil- uh, filled, referenced film. I don't know how you want to put it, um, but it, I mean, filthy jokes, and but it looks hilarious and right up our alley. <laughs> And lastly, I got this one from uh, another podcast. They were interviewing Michael Bain, and uh, they were talking about this movie, and I, lo and behold, it's directed by William Friedkin. And I said, wow, I gotta see this. But that also sounds like a good roulette. Hopefully nobody else has seen it. From 1987, Rampage. A liberal DA is torn between his own leftist leanings and the reality of the heinous crimes of which uh, an accused serial killer is being tried, starring Michael Bain. So I thought that sounded pretty sweet. So it's in the pile. Uh, Eugene, pitch us okay. movies. I had, uh, first off, I picked all three of these from the international selection on Netflix. Um, so first one up is a movie called from 2011 called A Gang Story. Uh, a retired gangster finds his now peaceful life upended when his childhood friend and former partner in crime walks back into his life. Uh, it got very good reviews. And I thought that looked really good. Now I'm not going to give like all the like actors. No, no, you're fine. Yeah. Um, And next up, this one here, I almost didn't throw on the mix because I wanted to watch this myself. But I'm like, ah, no, this one here, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna at least see if one of you guys wants to watch it. Um, This is Faust from 2011. Uh, It is a little bit longer, but uh, it sounds so good. The legendary German tale is transplanted to the 19th century, where the title character, a thinker, and Iconoclast makes a deal with the devil. Uh, looks really, really good. And um, then the last one is to kill a man. 
And uh, that movie, bear with me here just a second. There it is. Uh, okay, 2014. Two thugs have that have taken over uh, Jorg's middle class neighborhood pushed the middle man, middle mild mannered family man to the brink when they mug him and shoot his son. Uh, and all of these movies, again, are, are foreign movies, and I think they all sound pretty good. That one, there was only an hour and 22 minutes. And because it's 2014, there's so many of these brand-new releases that pop up on Netflix, and sometimes that shorter running time almost scares me mm-hmm. uh, as a real cheap, not-good movie. Mm-hmm. But you never know. That's why we were doing the roulette. Yep. So those are my three picks. Awesome. Jess? All right. So um, I guess we all I also went a little bit internationally. Um, I picked Force Majeure, which came out in t- uh, 2014, and it's a Swedish film. It runs about two hours. It's about a family that's on vacation in the Alps, and one day when they're at lunch, an avalanche starts, and the family flees, but the fa- the father of the family kind of ditches his wife and children <laughs> to save himself, and the rest of the movie is him uh, uh, evidently they having to deal with his kind of in a situation where he should have been trying to take care of his family. He chose to take care of himself. The next one I picked was Mobius, which is something that I've been wanting to watch for a while, but I haven't yet. But I, I kind of feel like one of you also needs to join me in watching this. <laughs> and it's from 2013. It came out. It's a South Korean film. Uh, it's about a wife who is uh, up. He, she's scorned by her husband. He has an affair. She finds out. She tries to um, attack him with a kitchen knife, but he, he stops her. And then things get a little bit strange. Um, She's got a son, and she kind of evidently wants to take the revenge out on him. But the one thing that uh, interested me about this movie is it's an hour and a half, and it's got no dialogue. So I'm interested in that. And one of the IMDb reviews um, said it features castration, rape, and incest. So (laughs) that sounds like a barrel of laughs. Yeah, I'll have comments for this uh, very soon. <laughs> and my last one was A Pigeon Sat on a Branch Reflecting on Existence, which came out in 2014. It is not an Italian movie. It is also a Swedish movie. Um, it's about two novelty salesmen who go on tour um, of the human condition in a reality and fantasy that unfolds in a series of absurdist episodes. So it's a, it's a, it's a comedy of sorts. Oh, interesting. And that's okay. Well, it's time to pick, and I am first up, so I will uh, tell you my thought process here. Eugene, the ones you added uh, all look good. Fa- Faust has been on my list since it hit Netflix because I love mm-hmm. the story of Faust, and yeah, like Alice in Wonderland, I want to watch every single iteration. Um, mm-hmm. I just haven't got around to it. Uh, the other two you added both both look good. Um, Jess, I am taking Mobius. And there right. is a very specific reason for that. Uh, that would be directed by Kai Duck Kim. Are you familiar with his films at all? I am not. Okay. He sounded familiar, but I looked at his IMDb, and I don't think I've actually seen anything by him. I believe I own six of his films. I'm, wow. <laughs> I'm a fan of this man. So there being no dialogue in that film doesn't surprise me one bit. He's done that before. All uh, right. The Isle. Eugene, do you remember that one? Oh, yes. The Fish Hooks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, The Coast Guard was a wonderful film. Spring, Summer, Fall, Winter, and Spring. This movie from him has been, is in my top 100. It's an unbelievable movie. Uh, Samaritan Girl, I own that one as well. Uh, 
good movie, not his best. Three Iron, another masterpiece with almost no dialogue. I think the one the one character says nothing the entire film, and there's barely any other conversation between anybody else. And I haven't seen uh, any. Of the, there's a handful of them between then and now. Uh, so I see Kai Duck Kim. I'm I'm in. Uh, right. And so this one's been on my queue uh, for a bit, but that synopsis, like his movies, are heavy. They're they're not like wheeling fun good time, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, hey, that's that's what the the roulette's okay. here for. I'll dive Perfect. on it. Uh, Eugene, what are you picking? Okay, well, of course, um, I, that was the one I was going to pick. I uh, I highly doubt you would like. You don't like his movies generally, in my opinion. Yeah, but but I will say that the it intrigued me. Uh, knowing that there is no dialogue in that, I'm like, oh boy, that's going to be interesting. Uh, but you know, regardless, there's a chance that I might still watch that just to see. I'm curious. Oh, actually, I'll probably wait until I hear you. Yeah, wait. There. Yeah, I'll be able to tell you whether or not you you might be able to stomach it. Yeah. Um, so now it's between Rampage and Wetlands. Um, oh boy. Um, let's go with do, 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 do. Rampage. <laughs> 1987. Can't, my, yep. Michael Bain. You're probably all right. Yeah, I think I'm going to be okay with that one. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, I was going to pick Rampage, so I guess we're just stealing everybody. <laughs> oh, wow. All of our things. <laughs> I so love it. I'm, I'm going to go. I, I had a feeling that it might get taken, so I made, I made a second decision. So I'm going to go with Black Coal Thin Ice. Nice. Hmm. Because I, I, I enjoy good... Asian uh, detective revenge kind of story. Sounds good to me. Let's hope it is, because for every weird French movie, there's ten weird Asian (laughs) detective movies that are just... That is true. Run of the mill. (laughs) Boy, I must be picking some pretty bad roulettes. This this is the second week in a row that no one one has picked anything on my list. Hey, it's up to you guys. We, We could also implement the rule that once one is taken from the list, that list is gone. Hmm. Gone forever? Well, not gone forever, but you got to pick off somebody else's list. Oh, okay, no. I got you. Yeah, no, I mean that's all. I, your picks were good, dude. Yeah. Well, this week that was actually pretty. I was pretty impressed. I'm like, no cheesy horror. I'm like, that's eh, pretty good, solid well, list there. Little... If it helps you, my third choice because I thought that Black Hole Thin Ice might also get taken. I picked Gang Story. Oh, there we go. Okay, and I that did add it. I did add it to my queue anyway, so I'll watch it anyway. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I did. I added all three of yours. Well. Uh, Faust was already on there, but I added the other two. Like, oh, I'm not sure why I I haven't. I I just was looking through the uh, international. I'm like, oh wow, okay, that's something. That's because more often than not, they sound too good to be true, and usually are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, Faust has been on my list for a while, and like you said, it's a little bit longer. So I think that might be why I haven't checked it out yet. Uh, And uh, there was a version of Faust that was done by oh, the last version I watched was by that guy. I can't remember his. I think he has a Russian name that has like 20 consonants and two vowels. Um, <laughs> he did that, that version of Alice in Wonderland with the stop motion called Alice. Mm. It was real dark. Oh, Alice. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, uh, it starts with a J. Sure. If you can about. pronounce his name, it'll be the first time <laughs> any, it's been spoken aloud since Sanskrit. Um, <laughs> um, but I like that guy's work. That Alice is, is amazing. Mm, and he did a version mm. of Faust. That was the last one I watched, and it was, uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. So hmm. uh, it would be interesting to see a, a more <laughs> uh, normal take on it, on the material. Because I think that this one that you picked, uh, put on there, is probably more uh, just regular kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on to Director Spotlight, in which we are going to dissect the fine artwork that is... 
a Paul W.S. Anderson film. <laughs> and uh, normally we do top ten, but now we have three people, so we have to cut that at least to five. And looking over his filmography, I thought about knocking it down to three, to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Rough yep. work from this fellow. But you know what? I still like the guy, and I still root for him. Um so anyway, we're going to start off the way we always do, just do a little roundtable of the tidbits that we were able to scour that are interesting about this director. Uh, again, i got to go first. Um, and there wasn't too much I could find out about the guy. I was looking around, not a whole lot, so that shouldn't take too long. Um, first and foremost, this was the most amusing of the bunch. <laughs> Sick and tired of having to explain the significance of the reigning frogs in Magnolia... He added the initials W.S. to his name to avoid confusion with Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, and I, I, I got to tell you, I still struggle keeping these three directors straight. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, other than Wes Anderson's a little easier, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's another Paul Anderson, isn't there? There's Paul Thomas Anderson. There's Well, there's Wes Anderson. Paul W.S. Anderson, and then there's Wes Anderson. I think there's right. another Paul that I get mixed up with. Anyway, anybody that listens to this show knows, oh, you get mixed up by plenty of shit. It ain't just <laughs> Paul's and Anderson's. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I thought that was pretty hilarious. And I was like, why, why wouldn't you go a total different route? Just be like, okay, I'm, I'm Tom Anderson or no, I guess that'd be worse. Uh, or, I'm like his, and let's say his middle name is like William Scott. He could just go by like Scott Anderson. There you go. That'd be easier yeah. to differentiate <laughs> enough, but Anyway, I, I still struggle sometimes whenever I hear an Anderson come up. Uh, I always am like, is this the Magnolia Anderson, or is this the... <laughs> uh, alphabetical. Eugene, next. Uh, okay, so, well, I'm, I guess I should probably take the, uh, uh, the easy one here. Is he is married to Mila Jovich, and uh, I do like her. I've liked her in, in a lot of movies that she's been in. Uh, and that's kind of the easy one, but, you know, that's... It's, they're actually still married, and that's impressive. It is. For, and know, I'll tell you, so. it's it's unfortunate that maybe she just has fun doing these kinds of movies, because she generally, I mean, when when I say Mila Jovovich, do you think hardcore dramatic actor, or do you think silly fun movie, probably? Yeah, that's uh, what yeah, I Silly think. fun movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, have you seen Joan of Arc? No. I have not seen that. She can act her friggin' ass off. <laughs> uh, I mean, for real. I think Fifth Element. That's what I yeah, think. Yeah, I, I think Fifth Element <laughs> as well. That's what I think of. Yeah, that's usually the first thing that I think of that or Resident Evil. But yeah. uh, that Joan of Arc, that was one of her earlier works, and she can she can act like crazy. She was amazing in that movie. Hmm. Anyway, Jess. Well, um, I like I said, like you said, it was kind of hard to find any like a whole bunch of information on him. So I had the one that Eric said, and then I also had that he was uh, one of only two other people to direct an alien uh, movie. Wait, hold on a second. No, that's I lost right. my thing. Yeah, I know. I just lost my paper. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Uh, he's the only one of other t- of two other people who have directed an alien movie, and the other one obviously being James Cameron, and we all know which one is better. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. And that, that's about all I had for that. Yep. No. Uh, it's still an interesting uh, tidbit. Okay. I'm um, just looking. What am I going to do? Okay. Uh, 
Soldier was written by Blade Runner screenwriter David Webb Peebles. It was intended as a sidequel to Blade Runner. Uh, the movie was set in the same universe, but not the same planet, and contained numerous references to the earlier film. And the reason I wanted to bring that up is because that will play a part when we get to our top fives. Just so you know. Giant sci-fi Blade Runner dork rears his hideously ugly head. <laughs> but it has laser cannons attached, so stay out of my way. Okay, uh, yep. Eugene. Um, well, at this point, I can't really. Uh, is that it? Get Are we into, done? <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, I think for, so. At this point, it's it's uh, anything else is going to be diving into the actual movie. Okay. So I'm just gonna yeah. Uh, the only other one I had was constantly mentions plans to release director's cuts editions of all his movies on DVD. To date, the yeah. only one that has surfaced is AVP. Yeah. And that will lead us segue us perfectly into the top five from Mr. Paul W. S. Confusing Anderson. Uh, we're going worst to best here, okay? So, number five for me is Mortal Kombat. And at that point, I, I we're talking not even really, truly thumbs up. <laughs> I enjoy it because it's stupid bad in a fun, bad way. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's very amusing. It, uh, how can you make a Mortal Kombat movie worse? Well, they did in the sequel. They, they yeah, did, yes. God-awful. Um, but hey, as... They did lots of flips and spinning around, and there was a four-armed guy in it, I guess. But yeah. that was about it. Yeah, I saw I saw that one when it came out in the theater, and it was it was so badass. Uh, <laughs> Me too. I remember the, the the theater was packed, and everybody was so into it, and. And at the time, it was I thought it was a especially for my age. I'm like, this is a good, this is a good action movie. And you know, then of course with repeat viewings, it's like, ah, okay, <laughs> the yeah. same thing here. Everybody's yeah. running up by that soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Mortal oh Kombat. yeah, was that? <laughs> yep. Whatever it was, I don't know. <laughs> um, number five, Eugene. Uh, number five for me is Mortal Kombat. Wee. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> That's about all. <laughs> Can you break it yeah. down for me? Can we do a critic's analysis for about 20 minutes on Mortal Kombat? No? Okay, Jess. Oh, I go ahead. <laughs> Jess, go ahead. You're so, I, I had to cheat a little bit because I okay. couldn't come up with five movies. That's a cool um, boy. So, my, five, my, my number five spot is actually a movie that he was a producer on, which was uh, Pandorum. Which came out in two thousand nine, oh. which I it's a, it's a, basically the plot is a pair of crew members aboard a spaceship wake up with no knowledge of their mission or identities, and I put it as number five being the like from worst to best only because I remember liking it but I can't tell you what it was about. <laughs> it actually pisses me movie. off that I did not consider that loophole. I should have done that. Yeah, that that is a good loophole <laughs> and that is a good movie. That's a good movie. Uh, Watch it. Again. I really want to. Yeah, I really want to rewatch it. Uh, but watch the Blu-ray. It has to be. HD Blu-ray so that it's not too dark. They, they, yeah, because that is a very dark yeah, movie. The yeah, other I think I remember that dark. having a problem in the theater seeing that where it was just everything was black. Ah, uh, that's yeah. exactly what we discussed uh, many times on this show, but then I picked up the Blu-ray stupid cheap and told Eugene, you gotta give this a second shot because this is a damn good movie. And I actually, I let you borrow my Blu-ray. And he came back with the same review. The Blu-ray brightens it up enough that you can yep. see and it's not all black. And then I bought the, the Blu-ray as well. Cause that's a, that's a solid movie. It is. I probably I probably watched that thing four or five times. It's good. Yeah. 
Then I'll be needing to check that out again. No problem. Okay, number four for me is Soldier. A terrible film that I just can't help myself but liking because it's so sci-fi and Blade Runner references. I'm such a friggin' (laughs) dork, I know, I can't help it. But at least I admit it's a bad movie. I just can still derive a little bit of pleasure watching it. And Kurt Russell is still kind of badass and everything, even though he's almost barely speaks in this thing. Yeah. Um, And Jason Lee, of course, super ripped. uh, And I still love him from Dragon the Bruce Lee story. I don't know. I I can't help it. I I dig it. Eugene, number four. Number four is AVP, Alien vs. Predator. And, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Warts and all, I kind of enjoy this movie. Uh, I like the big... The, the big queen alien deal at the end. The extended version, which doesn't add much, but it definitely makes it, it gives it a little bit more of a violent edge, which I, I like. That was the one, this movie here was the one that where when it was released, it was like, oh, it's PG-13. Everybody was pissed about that. And I was one of those people. Uh, but it was, it's for what it is. It's cheesy sci-fi original type big budget of kind of fun. So. Jess, any thoughts on AVP? Uh, I haven't seen it in a really long time. I kind of, I, I kind of broke my Paul W S Anderson things into. I did my my top five, and then I I put in uh, the awful, which I think I put A V P in just because I remember being super angry at that movie when I watched it. <laughs> you weren't alone. And I have I have not watched it again, so I don't know if I would be as angry. Um. So I, I guess I'm, I might, maybe, you know what, I'm not even going to say I might watch it again because I'm never going to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, if it would not have been for the, I really did like the big queen alien uh, mm-hmm. tearing shit up in the end. I really yeah, liked that. Yeah, that's cool, but. Uh, but other than that, I mean, especially the Predator and the, the, the lady team up and she's got a uh, alien skull yeah. uh, shield. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Um, but it's still, I still enjoy it for what it is, kind of. I, so you know, I, uh, I was a fan of the comics. I had, I had some of the, uh, and that was the birth of Alien versus Predator was comic uh, related yeah. material. So I had some of those comics, and they were always in a jungle setting where the um, predators had seeded the planet with alien eggs, let it fester for a while, then would go down to hunt. And it was usually in a jungle setting. So I was expecting, I was wanting that in a, in a jungle setting. And instead it was Antarctica, and I was like, already, I was like, oh, what, what? Screw this movie. Uh, but even the PG-13 version, I was like, that was that was I was kind of entertained by it. I, even though it was not great, I was still like, it was kind of a King Kong versus Godzilla thing going on, where it was like big dudes in bodysuits punching each other. So the male side of me is like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, you know, having rewatched it multiple times now, it's even the director's cut helps a bit, not enough to salvage that it's not great uh, by any stretch, but it's, it's okay. I don't think it deserves the massive amount of hate that it gets. Um, I, I'm still entertained by it, but, um, yeah. It made a boatload of money. I mean, it did really, really well at the box office. Yeah. I understand. You're not alone in the hate though, Jess. We are the oddballs on, on the AVP series. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, number four. <laughs> I remember liking Requiem better. 
Oh, yes. Yeah, I am right there with you. I liked Requiem better as well. I have so much friggin' fun with that movie. Oh, we can't talk about it too long or I'll want to nope. watch it again. I just yeah. watched it a week ago. So, <laughs> number yeah. four for you, Jess. Uh, actually, number four for me was Mortal Kombat, so I don't think we need to... Okay, no, that's yeah. fine. That's kind, of the way that. we, that's kind of the way we do this. Whoever throws out a new movie first, we all break it down and then move on. Yeah. Uh, okay, so me, number three, AVP. Already spoke about it. Next. Eugene, number three. Three for me is Death Race. Yep. Uh, solid movie. Uh, as far as, you know, check your brain at the door, Jason Statham, lots of explosions, it's violence, a good, hard, R-rated action movie. Um, I think this is a good movie. Yeah, I had... I liked it. It was my number three, too, so I, I, I remember... I went and saw that in the theater, and I remember it just, It was just... It was a good movie to see on a big screen. It's just... Agreed. Non-stop. Yeah. You go in, it's non-stop action, non-stop yeah. craziness for, yeah, like you said, check your brain at the door, and there we go. Yeah. I kind of yeah. had the same thoughts about Death Race that I did about Mortal Kombat, and I didn't make my list just because the more I, I've rewatched it a couple of times and I'm like, Oh boy, just wow. It just kind of gets worse each time. Like mortal Kombat did. <laughs> uh, so it kind of came down for my number five. Is it going to be mortal Kombat or death race? And I'm like, it's kind of the same thing, but death race doesn't have a giant forearm dude in it. So uh, <laughs> it fell off the list. Uh, okay. Uh, back to me. Number two. Uh, Resident Evil, the first one. And again, like I always do when I'm making lists, I'll throw the whole series in there because he's had a hand either in writing or directing at some capacity in almost all of them. Um, mm -hmm. But the first one I still think is about the most solid, well-rounded film. And it's the first one that does the least amount of deviation from the game storyline, which gets to be a source of contention with me as the games go on. It's like, it would be so easy to just stick with the games and make this one that one. But instead they go with part four, we're going to make it like part three of the game series. You know, like if you've played the yeah. games, you can see how they mix it up. Um, but I like that he tries really hard to, especially in the later ones, which he started directing again. Cause I think what he skipped out of two and three and came back with like four and five and yeah, it's hard mm -hmm. to keep up. Um, but he likes to throw in not just references to cutscenes from the games, but recreate them, which I yeah, agree. Us video game nerds really appreciate. Thank you for at least trying to throw us a friggin' bone. Um, so yeah, number two for me, Resident Evil, the first one. Uh, Eugene, uh, number two for me is also Resident Evil, and I, I got to say this one here I actually really liked, and I still think it holds up uh, quite well. Uh, as far as a good horror zombie movie and a good uh, a good video game adaption, I think that it's a it's a good movie. And being the oldest one in the series, I think the special effects are still good. Uh, the the soundtrack is uh, kick ass, and it's yeah, it's a fun movie. I remember there's there's a couple scenes in the movie where uh, he, he it, it's an odd. Uh, filming choice where we see the zombies and all of a sudden they it's not stop motion but it's like the camera gets really jittery are you thinking of part when two the, no I think it's part one part two is where they do that uh, crazy zombie shaky cam where it's like jittery and stuff it's I don't like it it pulls me right out of that the movie that was part two they didn't they okay. didn't alright yeah, yeah I don't think they did that in part one I hated that in part two oh my god yeah. part, was part two the end where there was this the, the huge yes. zombie thing that was mm -hmm. that was cool yeah, yeah. that, that so. movie had cool parts but that jittery zombie cam thing I hated yeah. that 
Yeah. But uh, I, I gotta say, I, yeah, that Resident Evil, that's a good movie. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Just And I'm gonna have to agree, number two is Resident Evil for me, too. So I, we I, all I, have the same number one, right? Yeah. And we yes, all we know do. what number, we all know what number one's gonna yeah. be. I three mean, mus- Three Musketeers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought go. you were gonna say Pompeii. Or Pompeii. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, well, don't worry. After our top five, <laughs> after top five, we'll get on to our hate and not seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, Jess, go ahead. Lead us off. Number one. Number one is, of course, Event Horizon. It's the best movie he's ever made. And yes. I, I, everything about that movie is great. And I know I read one time that it was supposed to, it, the original script was uh, originally a uh, Hellraiser sequel. And if you. Yep. When you watch it, you can obviously see that, especially as it gets farther into the movie and you can see more about what happened to the crew beforehand. And Sam Neill, Sam Neill, yeah, mm-hmm. Sam Neill is just insane in that movie. And it's awesome to watch him totally just lose it as the thing goes on. Oh, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. It's my number one. I, I love that movie. And the first time I saw it in theaters, I was not... Uh... I was not a really super horror fan at that time, so I was kind of disappointed by it being so incredibly violent and gory, because I was hoping for just another crazy sci-fi movie. Um, but revisiting it after I had uh, had my uh, horror cherry busted. Awakening. I, yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I have come to appreciate it, and it's absolutely great. And I love uh, Sean Pertwee. Is that how you say his name? I believe so. One of my favorite character actors. I love that guy. He's so good in that movie. I just got her back together, sir. I'm not going to let her be blown to hell again. (laughs) Um, Oh, yes. uh, And then Eugene's got to come around and ruin it for me and tell me that, oh, didn't you know that his cut was 40 minutes longer or some shit and the studios Mm -hmm. cut it out? And I'm like, ah, you bastard. That movie would be so much better. But still, one of my all-time favorite quotes from any movie (laughs) <laughs> oh, I know! I, I know where you're going with this, Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne, Fishburne. Here we go to Sam Neill. <laughs> I have no intentions of leaving her, Doctor. I'm going to fly to the Lewis and Clark to a safe distance and fire missiles at her until I'm convinced the ship is destroyed. Fuck this ship! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Yep. Oh yeah, this movie was. It's, it's great. I love it. I and the special effects for a. a what 1997 i think yeah they still the, hold the up eff- the effects are great uh especially the exterior shots of of uh the event horizon i love it it's it's great so yeah and it's, it's it is unfortunate that the movie was cut as much as it was because i mean i actually i have gone through the blu-ray and freeze framed on some of the real flash cut violent scenes in the oh, movie so they're uh, so bad and they're oh. so hardcore i'm like oh, i want to see more of this i don't even know that it would be more of that there, there could be see when you put that seed in my head that 40 minutes was cut i start looking at the movie and realizing oh i see where a little character arc flushing here would be great would make this mm-hmm. moment yeah. more powerful um yeah but ah it's just not there it's like one of those uh, like uh, sci-fi movies where you can see there's there could be a great cut out there. We'll never get it like uh, Star Trek Nemesis. There, yeah, there's, oh, that's, especially when I, when I hear forty minutes cut, that's we fall into that Kingdom of Heaven problem where that yeah. now you're talking about a whole different movie. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, did you guys I, like? You know, uh, 
Go ahead, Jess. Did you guys check on the the references on the IMDb page where it like shows you like the movies referenced from uh, in Event Horizon, and it has "Don't Look Now" as one of its references? Oh, really? And I don't know how. <laughs> I Wait, can't. Don't look now. Like you're talking about like the, the Donald the, Sutherland. Yeah, in Set yeah. in Venice, there's a reference to "Don't Look Now" well, on that. It's it's the connections page on IMDb for Event Horizon, where it's like these movies are all like. Is this user generated content? I have no idea. No. I I've never. This is first. <laughs> the first is I'm seeing that there's even a connections thing, but they're referencing all these different movies, and I can see it. Like they've got Alien in here, obviously, and The Shining. Yeah. And and Hellraiser and stuff, but they have a bunch of other ones. Like they have Don't Look Now and, um, hmm. wow. Yeah. I just Which is a fantastic movie. I yes, must. it is. Uh, yeah. Um, I, you know, as far as the whole extended, like the lost footage thing, I, and this is back when this was obviously shot on film. Uh, and supposedly like the only, the only footage that's still available is like on very poor VHS quality, or whatever. Um, but like, this is like, to me would be almost the Holy Grail of, an uncut extended version other than the original Friday the Thirteenth, a bunch of the yes. Friday the 13th movies. Uh, whereas I would, I would love to see this as the original version with that Paul uh, Anderson intended. I agree. So. I would love to see that. And I, I want to give a shout out to, to the score of this movie. The score is amazing. Yeah. And there's just, Sam Neill's just one of those actors. He can convince me to do shit. You know, whether it's like, we're going to go look at real dinosaurs. Now, normal me or you, Eugene tells me that. And I'm like, no, no, I'm good. Uh, you know, send me uh, the video that you take to put on YouTube later. I'll, uh, that'll be cool. I'll look at that. Uh, Sam Neill says, we're going to go look at dinosaurs or we're going to fly through a portal into hell and through space. I'm like, okay. He's like, why not? Sam Neill says it'll be okay. I'm sure he's not going to rip his face out and gouge his eyeballs out. I, I'll be, I'll be, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> and it's all right. He's outside the ship. We'll be fine. Nope. nope. And it's that much more yeah. scary when I, like, I start listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson science podcasts, and they're talking about the science <laughs> of black holes, and I'm like, Event Horizon, scientifically mm-hmm. accurate. <laughs> never ever go into a black hole never. easy as that yes. <laughs> okay so uh, real quickly any from Paul Anderson that you hate or have not seen for me I have not seen Shopping The Sight, Drift or Pompeii uh, I did see Three Musketeers though and that was a complete pile of shit and I hate that movie so uh, <laughs> yes Eugene um, I reiterate basically everything you said I have not seen Pompeii or the other ones, and uh, Three Musketeers was... You know, that's one that I watched that with my wife, and she kind of enjoyed it. And whenever you're with your significant other and they're really into a movie, it sometimes lessens the not-goodness of a movie. Or if they really hate a movie, sometimes that can kind of rub off on you. And she thought this was pretty good, or It's entertaining, okay. And if my wife was into it or my kids were into it, I'd be like, all right, I got the Blu-ray. That's fine. It's whatever. But just watching it on my own, I was like, oh, this movie. (laughs) Yeah. But, but honestly, that is my, my least favorite of his. And Soldier is down there too, but it's, it's okay, but eh, eh. That's, you don't have to defend that. That's okay. Yeah. I know I'm alone on that one. But Blade Runner, you see? Uh, Yes, Blade Blade Runner. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, I haven't seen Shopping, Soldier, The Sight, which is evidently a TV movie, Um, Drift, Three Musketeers, 
Retribu- Resident Evil Retribution, Pompeii, or Resident Evil, the final chapter, which is coming out. And I'm just going to tell you, I'm not going to go see it because I'm done with Resident Evil movies <laughs> after Afterlife because I fucking hate that movie. That was, the, was that the last one? I have trouble keeping track. I, I, yeah, I, I seriously don't. I don't. What, is, afterlife is the one with the, that it ends with, like, the helicopter, right? Where, like, she... It just kind of feels like it remember. ends I, and it should look, still be going. The one that ended over. on the boat, I liked that one. The one I think that was the one where he came back, part four. And then part five was Afterlife, where uh, everybody from the entire series came back. I started. Yeah, I started, that's the one I okay, hate. I started watching that one again <laughs> on Voodoo. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> just the other. Oh, yeah, yeah just the other night. And uh, yeah, I, I also did not like that one in the theater. That was the first one where I was like, oh, damn, why? Why are you doing this? And Oh, God, why? Yeah, where it's like everybody comes back for no reason, and it just, it's a mess of a movie. It's mess its a mess that it's put to, the way it's put together, and then it just yeah. kind of ends, and you feel like it should still be going. Oh, it, and that, I was just it, it was bad. It was. That was the one that, yes, that, that I would agree with Jess. I did see that one, and then, yeah, that was, ugh. I will still see the next one, though. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> you guys have fun. You can tell me about oh, it. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, yes, it will be on the show, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, We've spent entirely way too much time. No, no, time we're on good. Paul we still got w- seven whole minutes if you wanted to go on. But we'll, no, we're we'll wrap no, Let's on. move on. We ran through of, his entire career. Yeah, we, <laughs> yes. we got a ro- lot of uh, uh, recently watched to get to. Um, but as always, uh, when we wrap up Director Spotlight, it's got to be a, a quote from the man himself. Uh, and that would be this If you work with a subject matter beloved by hardcore fan base, there's going to be a huge discussion of what you've got wrong or right. In some ways, you could never please overly obsessive fans. It's just not possible. And that's very, very true and very pertinent because we've got a new Star Wars movie coming out. So I look forward to watching that one. And keep your expectations in check. I'm um, trying, but but there's it's too there's, damn good. They keep creeping up high. Good. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and more importantly, we have to finish by 11:30 tonight because that new Batman v Superman trailer is coming on 11:30 to 12:30 somewhere <laughs> tonight. In case you didn't know that. that well, it'll I be on the internet. That. Yeah, I know. And I'll, I'm, from 11:30 to 12:30, I got to sit here and click refresh. Okay, recently watched. <laughs> I guess I'm first to go for recently watched. Uh, Raid two, Eugene. Are you ready for ready to get into this? Oh, let's okay. First of all, did, Jess, did you watch Raid one or two? I've seen the first one, but I have not seen the second one. Okay, okay. here we go. Have you seen Hard Boiled? No. Have you seen Ricky O? Yes. Okay. Good. Uh, okay. Hard Boiled <laughs> is a Chow Yun Fat movie that I absolutely adore, where cops run around and shoot shit for two and a half hours, and right. they can all get shot 50, 11 billion times, and they can still somehow pull out of it, unless you're not a main star and you're a red shirt, then you're done. Uh, and that's kind of what this movie is. It's Hard Boiled through Ricky O, because it's insanely gory. Uh, yeah. I could do an entire episode about this movie as, a mar- as the martial arts guy on the show, uh, because the martial arts is... Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. extremely realistic um, in the way that you're not going to see anybody, Jackie Chan, kicking each other in fights a hundred times. That's just not going to happen because it's not realistic. And I could be wrong. I'm going to have to rewatch it to verify this. But I believe, Eugene, if I'm not mistaken, I did not see a successful spin kick in this movie until the kitchen fight. 
Oh, that kitchen fight. Good There, Lord. There are certain scenes that we're going to reference here, Jess, and it's all going to be very shorthand because mm-hmm. the plot of this movie makes no... It, it, <laughs> the, the plot of this movie is so frustrating, that's why it brings it down big time. The yeah. first raid was go, 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 nonstop action. This one... Yeah. It, it, let me give you the plot of it real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy beats up another guy so that he can go to jail and work his way in a cop being undercover with the with warring gangs. That's it. That's all you need to know. That's the entire plot. But yet somehow they decided to make it insanely complicated all the way through mm-hmm. with this gang dealing with that gang, bartering with this gang and talking uh, to that gang and and this undercover gang cop politics. <laughs> It's so heavy yes. in it, you have no idea. Oh, my God. Oh, and, and it didn't need to be, especially at two and a half hours. Yeah. It oh, didn't God. Need, it, it, this could have easily been a two-hour film, much, and it would have been like the first raid where it was constantly go, go, go. Um, and, and, then, and then just, it, it, it's like so perfectly edited. Like, action scene, politics. Action scene, politics. Action, <laughs> just enough that you're like, I'm in. I'm still in because the, every action scene is so yeah. amazing. And, the, and it's so hardcore. It's so violent. It's so oh, gory. Man. It's so violent and so gory. And and that car chase scene was amazing. It was too short, but it was amazing. They're yeah. driving multiple cars down the street and handing the camera in and out of vehicles to make uh, the zooms or pans go in and out of vehicles as it moves. It, it's yeah. insanity. If you've watched this, this any of the making seriously, of this is one more. Yeah, this one. This movie is. It feels like. Someone really should have been killed on this movie somehow. Uh, I don't know how they pulled off the stuff that they pulled off in in that movie, and it, and that's what makes it watchable. Even though, though the plot is nonsensical, just out there. The but again, if, if action, you reel back and look at the plot from an overview standpoint, it's just that a cop goes undercover with warring gangs and kills everybody. That's it. That's yeah. that's the plot. There's nothing like you keep thinking. Something is going to come from uh, all this politics bullshit that we're dealing with. Nothing ever comes from it. It's just gang no. shit. That's it. The end. And you could have cut so much of that crap out, but there is so much violence in between there. I think that they felt <laughs> obligated to, like, give it a reason or something. To, I mean, to, to like, we need to have a reason for this yeah. violence, so we're going to throw yeah. in this random, complicated nonsense in. Right, yeah. Eugene, the tattoo thing at the end, where he looks at the guy's neck and sees the tattoo that he saw. And somebody, I have no, no idea what that meant. It meant nothing to me whatsoever. I, I got yeah, that. I got too. it that it was on the other guy. The main of man, the, yeah. But it was on the other guy of the throat that he slit or whatever real slowly. Uh, and it was yeah. gross as hell. But um, <laughs> anyway, forget all that. We're, we're getting, uh, taking too long in this movie. But it's I'm still giving this movie a thumbs up. I will definitely watch it again. Jess, you should watch it. It's so friggin' gory. It's unbelievable. I'll have um, to check it out. But I gotta give it kudos for being martial arts realistic. When people get punched and kicked and your head bashed into a wall, that's realistic. That's what you do in a fight. You don't stand there and punch each other 10,000 times. You grab the guy by the hair and you bash his face in the wall in two hits and he's done. That's it. Yep. And yeah. like I said, I don't think there was a spin kick until the kitchen scene and that was two and hours and ten minutes into the movie of a two and a half hour movie. Yep. And the only reason that those worked were because the person he was trying to do it on was either uh, completely stunned or facing the other direction. Mm-hmm. Realistic martial arts. And I adore that. As somebody who's watched yeah. hundreds and thousands of these movies, I, I, sometimes you get frustrated yeah. when 
<sighs> I am looking forward to seeing what uh, what he does next because he. I mean, as much as I was frustrated with this movie, I did. I thought it was good. Raid One was fantastic, and of course, my favorite thing that this guy's done, um, uh, Evans, is it uh, what's Gareth? His, what's Gareth his name? Evans. Was it Gareth yeah. Evans? Um, was the uh, Safe Haven from VHS Part Two that, which is probably my okay. favorite short film of all time. That movie is that short film is so good. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does next. I really hope that he keeps going down the horror uh, the horror route because he does a great job at it. Oh, and not to mention, he goes Alien Three in the beginning of this movie. I mean, I don't want to spoil it for you, Jess. The, f- oh, the first yes. five minutes, we just completely shoot yes. everybody in the face that had anything to do with you. <laughs> With the it, first one, it's yeah, it's the first three minutes of the movie. Everybody's dead. That's it. We're wow. Moving yep. on. Next. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, okay. Uh, next, Eugene. Somebody, Eugene, you're next. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So, um, oh boy, um, there's so many that I want to get to, but I know. I, I, seriously, I'm. We're good. We're I'm we're fully, on time. I, I, yeah, I was gonna say we're. I'm fully prepared that if it goes past 11:30, no, I'm good with that right. because we're, trust look, me, dude, we're on time. <laughs> Because we got through Raid, and it's 11.01. Go ahead. You're good. (laughs) Okay. So, um, because it's fresh in my mind, I want to talk about the, uh, mainly focusing on one, but I want to hit on the Monty Python trilogy. And that would be, uh, obviously, Holy Grail, Life of Brian, and the one that I finished today before the podcast, uh, Meaning of Life. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, because we're showing that right now at the Nightlight, the Holy Grail, like, I need to watch the the Monty Python movies again, which it's, this is their three movies. And because uh, there for a while, uh, Life of Brian was my favorite for ever since I watched all three of them. And uh, revisiting them all again, I can't believe how wrong I was. <laughs> I, I, uh, now, wait, wait, wait. Before you go too much further, I have not seen Life of Brian or the I, Holy Grail is the only one I know. You Life. have not seen Life of Brian? Oh my lord, that thing is... I'm pl- no, no, pun, I'm, I'm, no pun intended, because Life of Brian is about our... Yeah, yeah. I'm planning to. I, I, I have access to yeah. it. I'm going. I'm working on it. I'm just... If there's yeah. anything I shouldn't know, don't go there. That's all. Actually, they're, they're, Life of Brian's the only one that I haven't seen either. Oh, it's so funny. Yay, it's so good. <laughs> um, but, but Life of Brian was, for the longest time, uh, my favorite, mainly because I was told at a young age, you cannot watch Life of Brian from numerous... Uh, Christian figures in my oh, really? life, I, I never because heard that. oh, it's sacrilegious! It's sacrilegious, and it's 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 making fun of religion. And yeah, it is making yeah. fun of religion, <laughs> and that's what makes it so good. Well, there's no reason uh, I haven't seen it. I just haven't got around to it. Yeah, it's it's hysterical. But revisiting all three almost back to back, Holy Grail is definitely <laughs> the, the best of the bunch. And in fact, I am actually ashamed that you that movie be. is not in my top 100 <laughs> because that seriously that should be up up in my top 100. Uh, but I haven't seen it in so long that it just kind of fell under the radar. But Life of Brian is um, is almost as good. And then while Meaning of Life isn't quite as good, I, what I like about Meaning of Life is the fact that it is more of the uh, sketch comedy versus the other two feature length. Yeah. This is more sketch comedy revolving around the Meaning of Life, which, yeah. It, 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 there is no Meaning of Life to Monty Python in the movie. It's just all fun and games and barfing and sex and it's uh, that sounds wonderful and I can't wait to watch it I haven't seen that one either but the the, yeah. the Holy Grail that was in my top 100 and that is a uh, 11 out of 10 for me that is my number one comedy of all time easily wow. that's the most quotable yeah. film of all time I love it it's so good so good yeah I so, anyway I looked uh, I, I sought out um, 
meaning of life in high school because I was a huge Rocky Horror fan and I wanted to watch anything and everything that anybody in the cast of Rocky Horror had been in. And Patricia Quinn is in Meaning of Life who played Magenta. She's in the skit um, when he's teaching sex ed to the class. <laughs> it's his <Yeah>. wife. <laughs> yes. So I, 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 that's that's the reason I've seen that one and as opposed to Life of Brian because I was like, I, I need to see everything that these people have been in. And Meaning of Life is, is pretty funny. I really enjoy the animated sequences a lot in that one. Um, there all, yeah. seem to be a lot more than yes. um, than in Holy Grail that I remember anyway. Uh, but Holy Grail is obviously the Holy Grail of the Monty Python yeah. trilogy. And I haven't, I haven't even seen Life of Brian, but I'm just going to assume that. <laughs> yeah, Life of Brian has uh, an absolutely fantastic alien abduction scene in it. So just <laughs> just so we're, we're this movie deals with the uh, the. the uh, crucifixion of Christ. That's what this movie deals with. And there's an alien, a, there's an alien abduction scene in the movie. So there you go. That's that's Life of Brian. It's great. Right. I loved it. Hey, have you guys watched any of their TV show? I've seen a, th- I've a few things here it, and there, yeah. but um, not not like a lot. I've never sat down and like I'm going to watch all the Monty Python stuff. I want to. I just never got around to it yet. Yeah, it's 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 wonderful. It's sketch comedy, but it's so good. I mean. Ministry of Funny Walks and the Spanish Inquisition <laughs> shit. Oh my god, that Whoa. that stuff is is timeless. The, parrot song and oh, the, the lumberjack. Song. Oh yeah, the lumberjack. Uh, I forgot about the parrot shit. He's <laughs> <laughs> not dead. Uh, goes not on the dead. Okay, uh, Jess. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so I guess I'll just start with the order it is on my paper. Um, I watched Pernicious. Which was on the roulette like a show or so ago. Yeah. Um, I just I got tired of looking at the cover, so I just decided to watch it. Uh, the basic plot is three girls go to Thailand to they're going to be teaching children, but they're there early, so they're there like a month early. Um, they're in this house, and the they're basically haunted by the ghost of a a, a murdered child, um, and. When a movie starts off and and the credit sequences are badly designed, it's it's never a good time. <laughs> oh, yep, the yep. the font used on it's uh-huh. like this weird font that like you would use to make a a, a bake sale sign, <laughs> and it when it, it switches names, they like poof out of existence, like they just kind of like fade, like just like little misty things. And I was like, oh god, what what am I doing? Yeah. So it's not. It wasn't as terrible as I thought based on those credits, <laughs> but it definitely I'll be, wasn't. I'll admit to you, I have turned off a movie because the opening credits are so bad. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> the Asylum Presents. So, uh, As- Asylum? Asylum? <laughs> Asylum? <laughs> I continued watching it. Uh, uh, yeah. But um, I, I continued watching it, and there are fair parts. Um, it, it's basically if it's an American version of a an Asian horror movie, and I don't mean that as in it's a remake of an Asian horror movie. I just mean that it's Americans who wanted to make an Asian horror movie, and instead of keeping all the creepy creepy atmosphere, because I'm a big J-horror and K-horror fan, I, I Asian cinema, Asian horror is really the only kind of horror that kind of consistently gets under my skin and creeps me out anymore, because mm. I've seen so much horror now that it's not really scary anymore. Um... You and, you, and I will, basically... you and I will get along better on that point than Eugene. 
yeah. <laughs> this 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 is basically they took that away and they added a lot of like torture gore, which is not a problem for me. I also enjoy gore, but it just seemed very out of place. Although it was really well done, there was a scene where uh, one of the girls is um, in this weird dream sequence possession kind of thing she's cutting off this guy's eyeball and then she feeds it to him and and that's kind of and it's done really well because it's all practical effects which i appreciate whether the movie's bad or not i always appreciate the extra effort to do practical effects Mm -hmm. versus cg um it was all right i wouldn't if it's a rainy afternoon i guess it's a passable film but i'm probably never gonna watch it again and they did kind of they totally ripped off a grudge scare um, when the the girl opens the blanket and the little kid's there with his mouth hanging open and it's scary, <laughs> they did the exact same thing in this movie. I'm like, you can't do that. That's not. Yeah. That's not you. That's not yours. <laughs> We've already seen this. Yeah. So I would mm. I'd give it a pass. Okay. Eugene, you should check it out for the gore. Okay. Hey, you're Eric, not selling. Him, I'm not you're sure not how... selling him on J horror. I don't think. <laughs> I'm just going out there on a limb. I don't think that you Eric, are. You, 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 I, I don't know. If, I'm not. I'm not sure of your tastes quite yet. Yeah. So. Well, I, we would probably. We're you and I. I think are more forgiving of the J horror uh, yes. from the state that review, and mm-hmm. I, I like that very much. Um, uh, real quick, since we're on the subject, uh, what do you think of the original Shutter and Reincarnation? Okay, so I've never seen Reincarnation. It's on my list. I want to. It's. It's. But with so Shutter, terrifying. That movie freaks me the shit out that's the one that was that the one eric that you've been trying to get me to rewatch? I was, yeah it was on the roulette for a minute and then we uh, realized that you had already watched it we were talking about the shoulders the at the yes. yeah, yeah and you, you had already seen it i i thought you originally <laughs> when we were yeah. discussing it you didn't think it was one you had already watched <laughs> um yeah but then but in talking that... about it you well, we realized you had. Yep. With Shudder, um, okay, Shudder scared the crap out of me. <laughs> the original, and I'm talking the original. The original Asian, one, yeah. yeah. Okay. The original Shudder was, I, the, the end, just the end when it, you get that reveal of why he's got oh, the neck that ache. Was so good. So why good. he's got yeah. the neck ache and she's, oh, I can't, like, and me with Asian cinema, it's, it's, I know that it's overdone and I know that's the part that people don't like. Mm-hmm. It's, the, you know, the, the scary girl with the long hair. But it works for me every time. It gets me every time. I don't the jangly armed walking thing. <laughs> Preach it. Freaks <laughs> me out every movie. I know. I know it's coming. My first. I. I this is. This might make you guys feel sad. But my first PG thirteen movie was the Ring remake. Oh wow! And it I remember sitting in that theater. <laughs> <laughs> I remember sitting in the theater and my I was just white knuckled, grabbing the arms of the, the the chair. Just when she comes out of that TV, I'm like, nope, nope, no, I don't. This isn't. Uh-uh. Did you <laughs> Did you see the original before that? No. Okay. I was went back way back then. I I was not as well versed. And that's what's so messed up about that film. Eugene and I had seen the original. We imported it from yep. this little known site called ebay uh Ooh. and we're surprised that we got it to work on our not regional dvd player whatever and we watched that movie and then watching the remake had the same reaction it, the only difference was that we were the only two people in the theater that knew it was going to happen and it right. was yeah. still very effective it was it and it still is i've rewatched it it's really not a bad movie and i i I, I would love scary. to know your thoughts on reincarnation because eugene hated it the first time he watched it and it it scared the shit out of me so bad that my, my 
I had a roommate at the time. He left halfway through. <laughs> halfway through, he was like, "Screw it, I'm out, dude. I, oh, I gotta, man, go. I, need... I gotta go." And like, he just was like, "Tell me when it's over." I need over. to see that. Uh, <laughs> that one is that on Blu-ray yet, Eugene? You know about the no uh, reincarnation is unfortunately. Not on I only have a DVD, but Jess, if you're set up for a DVD uh, system, I am. Okay, it won't look horrible on your ship. DVD, no. Okay. DVD, Blu-ray, Laserdisc, VHS, I have it all. <laughs> I understand that, but... Laserdisc, okay. nice. Yeah. <laughs> it all looks Same fine. Way. Okay, good. Yeah, well, then, uh, maybe I'll pass that to Eugene. He can pass it on to you. The, Eugene, Fantastic. you're not allowed to watch the DVD of it, though. You'll hate it, because it's, it's a DVD. <laughs> okay, um, back to me. Uh, Electric Boogaloo, the wild and untold story of canon films. And Here Eugene <laughs> wanted me to throw this on the roulette, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. This is not a roulette film. Not even remotely. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it, and I watched it the next day. Um, yeah. And, you know, just while I'm sitting here thinking about it, i got to say, I didn't learn an awful lot from this film. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it, but the reason I really enjoyed it was because they showed so many clips from Canon films. Yeah. And I love Canon films. So, yeah, I gotta say, wait a minute, an hour ago, I was coming into this way more positive, but now that I'm really thinking about it, the reason I liked it was because <laughs> I enjoy Canon films, not because this documentary really revealed much to me. It revealed a couple of things. It was kind of, it was interesting. It was nice little uh, greatest hits of uh, canon film, uh, but eh, yeah, screw it. It's good. It's a thumbs up. Definitely watch this, especially if you're not familiar with canon film, then you definitely need to watch it. But I, you know, I've seen half of these movies. There were definitely a half a dozen that I added to my shit. I got to see that right now list, but that goes with just yeah. about any canon film. I, anything that I see canon on, like hell yeah, throw that thing in there. Yeah, as we speak, because I, I also watched this. I think all three of us watched it. Mm -hmm. um, as we speak, I'm adding movies from my list of movies that I got from that to my Netflix DVD queue that I want to see because I realized that I hadn't seen a shit ton of canon films. And that and like you said, it, it is very much a very clippy documentary, but I like documentaries like that. Any kind of movie documentary I'm watching, I want hundreds and hundreds of clips because I want to see all the movies that I haven't seen. I completely yeah. agree, but you have to, I mean, in this case, I have to say that it was because I was enjoying watching the clips from the movies that I was like, this is entertaining. Yep. <laughs> Seriously, it could have been a lot longer. I, I thought it was great. But I I'm thought like, it could have been longer, too. I want more. I, I could have watched, uh, yeah. just give me the greatest hits of all the canon films. Just all the not-talky yeah. parts. <laughs> I would have watched You know, it's all. funny, like, it seemed to me on, on it, I, I liked it so much, but those guys got harped on a lot, and I think that they they kicked ass. Yeah. I mean, they were churning out some crazy stuff back then. Do you think um, that twenty years down the road we're going to look at Asylum the same way? I, like, like God, this? I hope not. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think I don't so. Think I don't think so up. either. But at the same time, at the time when these guys were doing what they were doing, uh, you know, they were getting completely dismissed by uh, you know legit critics and what have you. Yeah. yeah, but I think that there's a, and especially because now I guess there's the nostalgia factor yeah. that fits in. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really know much about, I know that I like canon films. I didn't know much about canon film itself. So I did kind of learn a few things from the documentary Oh, good. Um, that I didn't know. 
But I, I think at this point, because Scream Factory has put out several of their movies. Like, they've got Schizoid mm-hmm. and X-Ray on a double feature. Um, they've New got Year's a Evil. couple other ones. Yeah, New Year's Evil. Um, and I think that, that they appeal to a certain audience, and the fact that Asylum can't even appeal, doesn't even appeal to that audience. <laughs> no. Like, Asi- <laughs> we enjoy canon film. But we don't enjoy Asylum. And I think that that's, I mean, maybe the generations after us will have been, maybe they will, that will be their canon film. I hope not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's a possibility. It, it's and, and a even, scary possibility, considering that, mm-hmm. um, like, this generation absolutely hates anything from the 80s. They just can't yeah. visualize it. They don't connect with it. They don't understand it. And then, you know, you got Sharknado. 47 coming oh, oh god why uh, but that's probably yeah. reality of the times and we're just uh, welcome to the aging podcast Jess eventually you're going to yep. get there and you're going to be like oh I'm old now great <laughs> when does that happen I'm uh, when people, when people don't associate with the films you grew up with that's when uh, yeah. well 90s nostalgia is big right now so I'm still good it's coming back <laughs> I'm going to be relevant again. <laughs> yep. I did I did make a note here. I wanted to mention that because they talk about Michael Winner in that documentary. And I was sitting there. I'm like, what? Jason and I, my fiance, we were talking. Like, what else has he directed? Duh. He's directed The Sentinel, which is one of our family, uh, favorite, lesser known kind of um, uh, occult. Exorcist. Yeah. Exorcist possession kind thing. of movies. Yeah. Great and scream, it has great a million people in Blu-ray. it. Yeah. Yes, yes it is. I was super excited when they got that and I got it and I was I was so happy I watched it immediately. <laughs> yeah. That's a great movie. S- genuinely scary too. That was a very very scary movie. Mhm. Okay. All around thumbs up on Electric Boogaloo. Definitely check it out. Yes. All ages, any cinephile. Usually but by the way, I would have I would have loved to see at least one interview with Chuck Norris. I know obviously Charles Bronson is no longer with us, but uh, yeah, they got um, Michael Dudikoff to chime in a little bit, but Chuck Norris should have at least. Ch- yeah, Dolph was in there a little bit. Um, Sylvester Stallone. Uh, I, it was. I, I did. I, that was one. Of, I did not realize that that was a canon movie. That over the top was a canon. Movie. I didn't either. And I, I would love to see somebody put together all of the uh, B stars from canon films and make an Expendables type movie. Michael du- that I would watch. Michael Dudikoff and yes. leading the way with uh, the, the winner guy from uh, Alex Winner from uh, yes. Bill and Ted's. He could be in and, there. And, and the guy from Alan Quartermain. What's his name? <laughs> He's uh, still alive. Oh. Was I the only one amazed he was still alive? Huh. Oh, And maybe Sharon Stone? Oh, I don't think or, she's going to be in there. What a, well, Bo no. Derek. I did appreciate, Derek, I did appreciate yes. when people were like, oh. Sharon Stone, giant pain in the ass. I'm like, yes. I like when people talk real about other Hollywood people because it's too often. It's oh, they were the best person ever. Okay, we're uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Eugene, I, I figured we were gonna we were gonna dive into those are the two uh, big ones. Everything else is easy. Yeah. Eugene, go okay. ahead. Okay, so I've got to touch on the movie I watched last night because that was the official kickoff of my holiday movie watching. And that would be Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. And yes, I do consider this a, a holiday-themed movie because it takes place right around Christmas. And so, therefore, to me, it gets lumped into that. And I like anything that's dark and creepy and eerie over over Christmas for some reason. That's just mm-hmm. me. And so this is a great kickoff for the holiday season for me. Eyes Wide Shut. Fantastic. Perfect. Perfect score. Yes. Actually, I just watched it last night, too. 
Weird Lane House. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I turned it on because I saw it was on Netflix, and I was kind of getting tired, and I'm like, okay, I've seen this before. I'm, I'm just going to turn And I sat there, and I watched the whole thing. I didn't go to bed till like, 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's two and a half hours long, and I started it's it at, like, so 1. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And you know what's weird is, I don't know why, but I get this almost almost satanic feel to that movie. Yeah. Uh, something about it is just like, there is just something very unnerving about the whole proceedings it's of... It's because of the score. When they finally get to the, the heavy piano. part, it's the piano, but it's like, it's not a regular piano. Bing! 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 bing. Yeah. And I, I have the it... Blu-ray of this movie. I have not yet watched it um, it's since so I bought good. it. And I've been saving that one for this year. I cannot wait to watch it's that so, one. It's so... So it's good. a and when I, brilliant film. When I was watching it, I ha, because I haven't seen it in a while that I didn't, I hadn't like remembered all the kind of. It's very Shining esque, and it's and no, it's it like and very, it's fades yes. and things like that, and the whole like with Tom Cruise sitting in the cab, like staring, just kind of malevolently, malevolently. God, it's all right. Go ahead. At, at the at the at the floor in the cab, and it's just God, like that's a little bit Jack Torrancey and. It, yep. Like that, like you said, with that score, that like I was sitting in my living room in the dark by myself watching that movie, and that thing, like it would just like ascend a whole like a shudder like through my body yeah. every time it went off, and I was like, God, I could stop. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's truly it's not a horror movie, but when no. it's done, I'm like, man, this is just oh, I just it gets under your skin. Mm-hmm. That's Kubrick. That's what he tries to do, and that's yeah. why he says this is his greatest masterpiece. He he tries to affect the viewer. Audio, visual, every sensory level that he can in a movie. And this movie is brilliant the way that it does it. It works yeah. on every single level. I, I hate to even say that because it's so cliche, but it friggin' does. It's one man's journey yeah. through every form of sex in one night. And it's uh, from a, you know, more recently married, I mean, I've been married now pushing five years just about. It's terrifying. And Jess, you'll get there as soon as you get married. But I'll tell you, those scenes with Nicole Kidman where she's sitting there going, you know, if he had asked me, I would have. Yeah. And it, those, those yeah. scenes for... She's for such a, a bitch in that movie. You know, <laughs> you know, she is. I mean, he's really awful, too. You might you might say that, but from a from a feminist standpoint, she's not. She's just being honest. That's what That's other true. guys would do. Other guys say the same shit. So I, I, I mean, relate to what she's saying. But from a man's perspective where I'm supposed to be a manly man and, mm-hmm. you know, have sex with everything that moves and I'm choosing not to because that is why marriage is so amazing because you choose not to uh, and mm-hmm. go after those primal instincts. Those parts are terrifying. They're, that is horror. Yeah. It's, it's borderline a horror movie in those scenes where Tom Cruise is just sitting there staring at her while oh. she's saying, I would do this. Right. I did, and and I got that when I was single, but mm-hmm. after you're married and watching it, like, wait a minute, like it, it <laughs> like my the hair goes up in the back of the neck, and my skin goes cold, and <laughs> it's it's terrifying, and it's brilliant. Yeah. It's it's a amazing dramatic piece. Agreed. And it, it took me years. I saw that on a first. That was a first date. That uh, was a first date for me too. <laughs> Uh, and uh, but and then it, it, it didn't go good, obviously. And I, I did not watch that movie um, until Eric. You you were like, dude, you got to watch Eyes Wide Shut again. I'm like, oh, uh, okay. And uh, just like Fight Club, I'm like, what? 
Are you kidding me? This is so brilliant. Why did I not? And then the the end line is the best. And this and that, this yes. this movie is the reason I like Nicole Kidman. There's literally no other movie in her filmography yeah. where I'm like, yay, Nicole Kidman. Uh, it, it, <laughs> yeah. I can I, like I can Nicole literally Kidman. go Nicole Kidman, yay, because I'd wise shut. And at the end, yes. what are we what are we going to do about it? Well. One important thing we need to do—that's right. Directed by Stanley (laughs) Kubrick, it ends in such a way that is like it's very akin to Full Metal Jacket. It's Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse, and Stanley Kubrick, and you're like, holy shit! Yep, Uh, great movie. Yes, perfect score. Uh, Jess, over to you. Yes. I, uh, okay, so let me get right here. All right. So I watched a documentary. I watched a couple of documentaries, actually. But um, the first one I watched was, uh, it's, it's a new one on Netflix. It's called Do I Sound Gay? Um, mm. And it's about uh, this man named David Thorpe, who is concerned with the gay accent. He's gay, and he's concerned that he sounds too gay. Um, and he's going on a kind of a, a mission to find out, like, why the gay accent is and and why there is kind of a it, it, what happens is in the movie is he he starts to realize that um within the gay culture there is kind of there's a lot of inner problems in that like certain gay men are like we we they get very upset they don't want to sound gay because other gay men find that completely unattractive and that there's a very dividing line in the gay community between gay men who are a little bit more effeminate and gay men who are not. And the gay men who are not are very mean and, and That's weird. Uh, Why? judgmental <laughs> of it. You would... Because well they kind of go to explain that when well, you know, like we're men, we like masculinity, we we like guys, and if you kinda sound like a girl, we're not attracted if you look or kinda sound like a girl, we're not attracted to that. Well yeah, but there are hmm. a lot of different subcultures in the gay community where that's okay i mean everybody's looking for something different yeah and and that's kind of what happens he goes through and he's talking to different friends and they they interview a lot of different people like george takei is interviewed uh tim gunn is interviewed many many uh different kind of people and they also go another interesting aspect was just the idea of the way people talk in general because he starts to go to see like a person to um learn how to lose his gay accent like a a professional broadway star who teaches people how to speak in a certain way so that they can do they can lose any accent that way doesn't affect their acting career or anything like that okay well this is why i haven't watched this movie yet because i thought it would annoy me it's sort of like but why does he need to lose it so much as just if you're an actor, you need to learn other accents. That's part of your job of yeah. being an actor. But well, it's he's not an actor. He is just he. It's just something that he doesn't like about himself. That uh, he's just kind of, kind of weird, self-conscious man. about. It was it was weird, and I, I. But it was also very kind of enlightening because obviously I'm not I'm not gay and I'm not a gay man, <laughs> so I don't I don't have that culture. I don't I don't really know what the inner politics or anything like it like that are. And it was kind of eye-opening, and it's, it's it's kind of endearing, and and a little it's also a little sad because it kind of seems like at the end it kind of not to spoil it or anything. Go but ahead. It's a documentary at the at the end he kind of just like realizes you know what this is me I should just accept me good and and that's yeah that what I was thinking the whole time I'm like this doesn't seem like it, it should be a pro like this just kind of seems like you're kind of uh, it's a little bit self-loathing a little bit 
but I, you know, I would give it a chance though because it's 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 quite endearing and it's quite like his. A lot of his friends are like, you know what, just be you, you know, embrace you, do what you want, and it's eye opening. And I, I had a lot. Of, I had, I enjoyed it. I, I and I found it very eye opening. Okay, that was one that I was going to throw up on the on the uh, Netflix uh, on the on the uh, roulette. <laughs> On this. It's all good. I, I considered it, but I, at the same time, I was sort of like, oh, I feel like this movie's going to annoy me for the exact reasons we were <laughs> discussing. But it's sort of like I, I'm kind of surprised to hear that 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 within the gay community, they're like, quit sounding so effeminate. That, that's mm-hmm. that's weird because it's and I've heard that before from from different friends and things like that, where it's 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 weird kind of like you know the whole drag queen and things like that that things those gay men are not accepted by what you would call like a bear well yeah exactly there's there's bears and twinks and whatever like there's entire subcultures of (laughs) what are you laughing at (laughs) because i got a big beard right now and i'm looking at you and winking is that is that a problem Oh, uh, says the man who's been to more gay clubs than I've been to. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I think I've been to more gay clubs than the both of you. Oh, I, don't I don't know about that. I, uh, oh. One of my best friends is oh, gay. Oh, and... he pulled that card. That's where we're going right now? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's officially that time. Yeah, that's why. Well, you know, we have a really nice club here in Akron called The Square. You should all come out and okay. have some fun. Right. Oh, so, you know, we, and, we, and we have a great club here in Canton called Crew. Oh, yes, so, I have heard of that one. Yeah, there's no yeah. gay clubs where I live. There's, there's no clubs at all. It's very oh, tiny. The, cor- the, the corner uh, bar? Or... I just kind of feel yeah. like you live in the middle of a field in the middle of nowhere. Oh, Eugene that's... tells me you live like an hour away, so I just assume you live in like just the sticks. Just... <laughs> I'm practically, I'm Amish right now. Just so you know, I'm Amish. No. <laughs> and I know we all live Hence in Ohio, and that's what everybody yeah. assumes we live in, but yeah, I, I, I live in a, in a city. I see buildings. Yeah, that's part of living in Ohio. You're an hour from everything. Yep. No, the real reality is I don't want to be that close to people. Like Eugene, your house rules, but you are way too close to other people. I need a driveway <laughs> that's a half a mile long, and I don't want to be around anybody. And I want to have high speed internet. That's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have to drive forty minutes to get to a theater. No big deal. I like driving, yeah. so that's okay. <laughs> I can listen to there podcasts. <laughs> um, that's right. Uh, anyway, horrible friggin' derail for okay, giant gay <laughs> documentary that we were talking about. Um, yeah, but it, that is shocking to me to find that there are uh, there is kind of how do I put it? The I don't. I don't want bic- to be like. But I've been trying to struggle. I've been struggling gay, to, to find gay clicks. Kind of. Yeah, uh, there's I think gay, that's what it there's is. There's hate in between those. That's that's very that's appalling to me. Uh, like. Live and let live, man. What do you care that, you know? Exactly. What, what, what the hell do I know? I'm a, a white, heterosexual, Amish nobody. So <laughs> I could, I could <laughs> talk about it. I, I, I mean, this whole thing, because um, I do have a group of friends that I hang out with out in Philadelphia, and one of my best friends is uh, is gay. And so I uh, went on one visit uh, out in Philadelphia. He's, he's like, hey, we're going to go to a, uh, a gay leather bar. And, uh, you know, these guys are <laughs> the like, leather is gay. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is like on a, on a back alley, like one of those doors that you kind of you knock on. It's like, and some big dude. And anyway, uh, <laughs> big dude in a but, clown but suit. Answers. They for a no, 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 the farthest of the, it was, but this was like a biker. He bar. whips open the door and, and is like, 
Speak. Let me hear your voice. Are you too effeminate? No. Yeah. <laughs> and you say. Well, that's the, that's the thing is is the people that I was with. They are very like, they look the part, and they are like well, very well dressed, and mm-hmm. make a lot of money, and and then we're in this very very big, tough dude biker bar, whatever, and it's like I'm going to be murdered here. Uh, but you know, and you could tell that there was. They were talking about us. Like, the people that were at this bar were talking about us. Right. Like, what What are they doing here? Uh, and they were all gay, you know? And it's like, what are these guys doing here in, in our bar? Right. So, and, that's, anyway. and, that's, and that's sad, and that's scary, and I wish that that wasn't... Because, you know, not to be too... I know we're getting on, like, a whole big time. That's all right. Here. Go ahead. We're going to wrap I, it up real quick. I, I, not, I, I just... I Because they are... Because gay people... The LGBTQ community has suffered so much hate mm-hmm. from the straight community that it's sad that that to hear that that stuff happens still even yeah. within their culture that they can't even that 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 men who are a little bit more effeminate can't even be comfortable with who they are within their community and that's sad and yeah. that's kind of what this documentary talks about and and kind of open and I think that especially for straight I think that straight people in particular. I mean, I think that gay people should check this movie out to realize that, you know what, if you're struggling with that and that's something you worry about, watch this documentary and realize you just need to do you. Just love you. Be who you want. And straight people, I think, should check it out, too, to realize, hey, look, don't you know, this happens. This is happening to them, and you shouldn't be so judgmental, and you should kind of check, you know, open your eyes and, and check it out. Right. Okay. Well, that makes sense. That's good. I'm 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 still kind of stunned that 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 exists, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, not okay. It's, it's it's interesting. I'll I'll check out the documentary. All right. Uh, okay, we both uh, we all got through uh, two uh, entire reviews. So next episode, we're gonna have for our third segment something very loose and light. That way, we can do a very big review episode. How's that sound? Because I got right. like four reviews that I want to get to yet, and we don't. have I know. Time. Yeah, me too. I've got several that I was hoping to talk about tonight. And Me and too. It's yeah, just too like late. And the movies. new Batman v Superman trailer is dropping <laughs> soon, and this dork needs to get <laughs> on to watching it and posting it. Um, so, uh, you want to talk about uh, coming soon, Eugene? Stuff you were... Yes. Uh, go, go ahead. Yes. So, I'm really excited that uh, I'm going to... If the plants align, I don't get to the movies that much anymore in the theater, just with kids and, you know, I, I know I work at a theater, but uh, for, you know, general re- releases, sometimes it's hard to get to the theater, but I am planning on watching Krampus tomorrow night, which I am really looking forward to. Jealous. That trailer is yeah, so badass. Oh, I'll be at yeah, work. I watched it. It's funny, I watched it again tonight with my wife in the off chance that she might maybe be interested in them and she watched it with me and then there was this long pause and I'm like so yeah I'm looking forward to seeing this by myself tomorrow night and there was just a nod like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not a joy movie no that's it's okay not, no. not everybody's a horror wait. fan that's the one it's the yeah. one genre where I can understand people like tapping out everything else you have no excuse yeah but I can't wait. I think it's going to be great. It's, I have pretty high hopes for it because Trick or Treat was so good. Um, and I, yeah, it, it, it looks great. So it does look like Adam Scott kills it. Uh, that is Adam Scott, right? Yes. Yeah, that that mm-hmm. actor. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah. 
Yeah, but and other than that, I'm officially full on holiday movie watching mode. So it's going to be an onslaught of Black Christmas and Silent Night Deadly Night and Bad Santa and the whole gamut. Die Hard. They're all going to get watched this month. So. Jess, what do you have coming soon? Coming soon for me. I mean, I'm really excited for Krampus. Um, Star Wars. Yes. Star Wars. <laughs> I'm so excited for Star Wars. I can't help myself. I know I should be going in with with moderate expectations, but I just can't. Um, but other than that, I'm I cannot wait for Hateful Eight. Ooh, I cannot yeah. wait for Hateful Eight. That 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 is my. I need to see that. And I'm so mad that the only theater that shows 70 millimeter anywhere near us is two hours away in Columbus. Oh, so, I thought there was going to be one in Cleveland. Is there not going to be one in Cleveland? Not that I've heard. I've heard that the only one that the only theater that shows seventy millimeters in Columbus. But if you have heard of one in Cleveland, please let me know because I thought I that I did that. a search and there was one up in Cleveland. But I could be wrong. But I thought that there was. But oh, I I'm right there with you. Yeah, bite me, suckers! The... I'm in Amish country and I'm only an hour away from Columbus. So ha ha ha! Enjoy your big city. Well, we'll all drive to your house, and then you can yes, drive us the rest we'll of the way. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Although I am very much looking forward to any Quentin Tarantino. That's an automatic shoe in No, I want to see that one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars? Are you kidding? Forget who you're talking to. Yeah. Yep. Trying to temper expectations for that movie, but I can't. Uh, exactly. Yeah, it's hard. They keep just showing so many amazing things. <laughs> I know. I know. And the, the marketing on that movie so far has been genius. And the way that I would do it, give me little little yeah. bits, little clips, every, yep. little tiny tidbits, and yet still no one knows what the hell the plot of that movie is. Yep. They, that's is how you cut a trailer. That's the way you do it. And I'm, I'm really hoping that this is the... Uh, snowball chucked off of Everest to build and make everybody cut trailers this way. This is the way you do it. Nobody, I mean, I know that they have all their marketing research and everybody wants to uh, pretend that everybody wants to know every single detail about the movie all the way through till the end. Stop doing that Don't. shit. It, I hate that. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, now, out of the whole thing with uh, Hateful Eight, uh, so if you have a choice between Hateful Eight and Revenant. You can only watch one oh, movie before, late. and you can only... Really? <laughs> Come on, give me a break. I would have to agree. I mean, I'm it's, really it's... excited for The Revenant. I need, I, I want to see that badly, but Quentin Tarantino doesn't fail me ever. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Eugene, back it up to the last movie. Uh, Django Unchained or Birdman? Yeah. Django Unchained. Every Django time. Unchained. Okay, oh, let's my, move yeah. forward to the next year. Uh, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> the Revenant or Hayflate. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Okay. You know, without a doubt, that is but going Leo to Leo DiCaprio. Leo DiCaprio is... And Tom is Hardy. The, and Tom Hardy, yeah. And the stories that have been coming out lately about the, the violence and gore. Oscar voters oh, have yeah. been leaving screenings. I can't wait. That's messed... It's that's, all me. that's, just, that's messed up, man. I can't wait. Yeah. That makes me even more excited. Me too. <laughs> me too. Screw oh, them. Me too. Tired 80-year-old white people. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Okay, and coming soon for me, I just, uh, I just, uh, I just started. Disc. Yes, oh, what, what? I just started <laughs> disc number one of three of The Shining or miniseries. Uh, I'm just. Oh. Uh, oh. Okay, be honest. When was the last time you guys watched it? Uh, uh, network television. Okay, then you know what? 
Probably shortly after it aired. Being fair, I'm watching it on... I I have the DVD set. I'm watching it just to like... I haven't watched that in forever. I should give it another chance. First half hour, I'm like... First of all, the DVD looks really good. Uh, Not on anything Eugene would own, because that would automatically make it look like shit. um, Because (laughs) his shit's too high tech. But on my meager system, it looks really good. Um, The first half hour, I was like, you know what? This is good. I'm enjoying it. It's like more fleshed out. I'm, en- I'm digging it. And then uh, the bad acting starts rearing its ugly head, and that kid is hard to look at. And But I got to say, <laughs> um, some of the uh, tones that it's taking from the original, I-, I-, I don't know the original novel, but some of the steps it's taking, which more line up with the sequel, um, I wish yeah, that like I wish the that Doctor Kubrick, Sleep. Yeah. Thing. yeah, I wish that Kubrick yeah. had kept a couple of those things in so that we could properly connect these movies that are sure to come with Doctor Sleep. Uh, but unfortunately, it's probably going to be uh, Mick Garris, uh, oh. Doctor Sleep. I mean, maybe not, but yay! I, hey, I'm going to yeah. watch this thing all the way through, and I appreciate both versions. But I got to say, there was a scene at the beginning in the first half hour of this movie where I was, it really caught my attention because of Dr. Sleep where they make a pit stop while in the VW driving up to the house or the, the house, yeah. the freaking hotel, they make a pit stop and it's on a giant wooden overlook where they can see the overlook hotel. Yeah. Do, oh, and do you remember the end of Dr. Sleep? Oh yes, yeah, I do. That, tie it in. Uh, so how is Rebecca DuMornay in? Uh, I, seriously, I haven't watched this movie in. Dude, I'm I'm. Whenever. It's it's a three disc thing, and I'm a half yeah. I'm forty minutes into the first disc, so I've got so yeah. much time to go. I don't know where yeah. I'm going to come out on this, uh, but mm. the first half hour, I was like, it looks really good, and then again, bad acting. Uh, but uh, so far, the main guy, the, the guy that's playing uh, Jack Torrance. I, he's doing good. Rebecca De Mornay is doing good, but that kid just is so awkward. It's hard. And this is the hotel that was originally. That, that's where Stephen King got his original idea for the you know, Shining it, novel, right? I'm, as far as I, I, I know, but it sure looks a hell of a lot like the same exact hotel that was in Kubrick's. Yeah, I know it's not. Oh, well. Right, because the Stanley Hotel is the one that's in Kubrick's. That's the one that's in Colorado. Right. Um, Yes. I believe that the Shining Hotel might, the one that Stephen King got his inspiration from, might be a different hotel, but I'm not sure. Is it white or something? I think it's white, yeah. So far, it's been kind of white and red. I don't know, but. Yeah, that's what I think it is. I'm really drawing hard comparisons against Kubrick's version. I'm I'm trying really hard. I want to keep it light. You know, whenever Mick Garris is involved, I'm, I'm like, okay, take it yeah. with a grain because that's the only yep. version of the stand we have so far. If for nothing else, <laughs> he's the only guy oh. that got, got that off the ground. Yeah. Give him kudos for that. And, and he, he was a part of one of my favorite childhood movies. Oh. Hocus Pocus. Oh, really? <laughs> I love Hocus Pocus. I have not Pocus. seen that movie. <laughs> Oh yeah. No, he didn't direct that. He didn't no, direct that, did he? I believe he wrote part of it. Okay. But he didn't. No, he wasn't a director on it. Because I'm not sure if there's one single thing that Mick Garris has directed that I've liked. <laughs> uh, Critters too. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe and that might be the best of a bad lot. Yeah. Desperation, I did not like, and the Masters of Horror, the the ones that he did on Masters of Horror. He's I directed a hell of a lot of Stephen King shit. Just so you know. Yeah, yeah he did writing the bullet and. Uh, bag of bones which was 
bad. And oh, they're, they're so they're bad. Also the very good. Sleepwalkers. Uh, they're also made for yes, TV. That's right. <laughs> they're, they're also very made for TV. It, it, it's yes, I know. It's they hard. feel made for TV. Yeah, that's why. You know what? I kind of like Psycho for the beginning. <laughs> It has. I've never, I've never seen that. I've never seen any I've never since seen that. the first Psycho. I haven't seen any of the it's, sequels. You know, they're they're really they're they're better than you would think they would be. They're actually I, I like especially like two and three. Four the fourth one is is the worst of the bunch. But two and three aren't bad. And yes, uh, especially part two. Tar- part two was a, yeah. a mildly worthy follow, kind of like two thousand ten and two thousand one. It's like it's nowhere near like what the original was, but it's still it's like it's in its own right. It's it's not bad. I agree so, completely. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we need to wrap yeah, this up. <laughs> okay, I, yep. we're, we're, we're <laughs> we going go late. We go on forever, but I I have a lot of reviews that I can't wait to get to and, and talk to you guys about. But I want to save it for next episode, and I want to do a lighter third segment so that we have plenty of time to get onto all of these reviews. Um, yes, I agree. Okay, but we need to wrap this up because uh, the Batman v Superman trailer is probably dropping right now and I'm busy talking to you people and I would rather be watching that. Okay, uh, uh, so as always, you can get a hold of us at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com and please visit our friends Cinema Sidekicks and Cinema Soft Underbelly, both on iTunes. Uh, anything else to add for this episode, Eugene or Jess? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Unless you want to come out to the Nightlight next week, we're having Monty Python third for a third week. So if you haven't gotten out yet, you can come out and see it. That is amazing, and I want to see that on the big screen. There you go. Eugene? Uh, I've got like three more reviews. Uh, so we'll tune in next start... week. For... So he's going to start reviews. talking by himself, and we're going to go away. Okay. <laughs> Movie freaks. I'm, I'm the kid. On, I'm I'm the kid in uh, Wet Hot American Summer that's sitting there on the by the desk that is talking into a mic that's not plugged in that hasn't bathed in like three months. You are that. You are that man. This is officially oh. gone off the rails entirely. Thanks for listening to the bloopers after the credits. Okay, <laughs> this is how a reg- a regular <laughs> movie freaks go. And remember, folks, with eyes wide shut, nothing says Merry Christmas like an orgy. We yes. couldn't end it better than that. I'm Eric Martin. I'm Eugene Weaver. I'm Jesse. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. So we will forget, figure that out this week. And uh, we will... Uh, <laughs> this I can't see things, I can't so I don't you. know what's happening. It's, I yeah yeah shuka 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 bang 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 Eugene. It's my 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 glass of ice. Oh, yeah. it's, it's a constant shaking and shimmying and it's a, it's a lot of noise. Anyway. It's my I can't I my hands can't keep still. <laughs> I'm gonna for Christmas I'm gonna buy him a whole bunch of soft plastic cups because every time I'm I'm editing I gotta constantly be deleting all. You just press. need one Cindy of the, cups. you need one of those round yeah. things to make the ball of ice like we do at work and then it won't. Yes, that's right. No. <laughs> he just needs to stop with the friggin' ice. It's all yeah. right if he just cut out the ice, but instead it's chuka chuka chuka. Okay, it's all right. Probably gonna cut all this out. Just give me a give me a minute. <laughs> Uh, movie freaks. Shut up. <laughs> this is hard enough.